There now follows a podcast from the Damien Gen World Service here in London as part of their Not Just Crew COVID-19 season. This audio production has been produced in association with Air Support International Airways. We got the figures and uh, it, was, it was quite a, quite a sizable amount really at the time. It wasn't massive, but it, you know, it was, a good, it was a good amount. And so I like, looked at it and because I was like missing home and I wanted to be home more, uh, there was going to be no kind of prospect of promotions for five years. They'd all been put on hold. Well, a, a very warm welcome to uh, Not Just Crew uh, with my uh, co-host, uh, podcasting guru Alex Chisnell, and uh, a man who needs absolutely no introduction because he already knows who he is. That's a uh, frontline NHS hero, Simon Costello. Well, tonight, sadly, we'll be talking about the future of aviation and the fear of a redundancy many crew have. Well, never have we seen our industry so devastated in such boom times and also in a, such a, a short period. Well, redundancy announcements by uh, BA, uh, Ryanair, Virgin Atlantic and TUI uh, have made many crew uh, wondering what's next. Well, I must tell you now that I am also in that same boat. Well, my first question to my uh, co-host is when and why they took redundancy. Gents, what, what year did you both take redundancy and uh, why did you take it? And was it voluntarily for you both? I can't remember. One question, Alex, at, you time. First. One question at a time, Trev. You can't ask three questions in one go. Oh, I can. Uh, Alex, I'll ask you first, then, sir. Um, my, I took redundancy on the 9th of the 9th of the 9th, so I'll kind of never forget that date, 9th of the 9th, 2009. Oh, um, that's very satanic. <laughs> it could be if it was upside down, Trev, yeah. An Australian satanic. <laughs> um, and I, I remember we, we spoke about this before briefly, um, Cy and I, and, and I don't think neither of us took it the first time it was offered, um, because when it first came up just like it has done in the last what week or so I guess um, it didn't occur to me that I actually wanted to leave Virgin um, yes I thought about it over the years you know you kind of go through different spells don't you when you're absolutely loving it and then you know reality sets in or whatever and you're back in the grind doing six Orlando's a month and um, it's not quite what you uh, Sets out to be, but all it all it takes, I, I I remember, is you know just just that one trip, just that one good trip, um, to to rediscover your enthusiasm again. So for me, I, I didn't take it um, when it was first offered. I just kind of sat it out, and then um, Carly, my wife, as you, as you all know, she was then made compulsory redundant because she was a beauty therapist manager at the time, and they just got rid of all three hundred plus beauty therapists. Um, while she was on a trip, I recall, I think she was in San Francisco or something like that. It wasn't dealt with particularly well at the time. So um, I remember when she was dealt that and then she started formulating her own plans, which is then to open up her own beauty salon. Just got me thinking, really. Um, and I'd always said to myself that I was going to leave before I was 40. I have no idea why I said that. I just said that to myself at some point in time. And I was 39 at that point, and I just thought about it more and more. And, and they kept increasing the offer. I think they did, didn't they, Si? They were, like, making the travel concessions better, I think. Yeah. So 
eventually when it was offered, I just it basically came around to the conclusion in my mind that there would be a bit of symmetry if I agreed to go as well. So, so yes, I took it. Yeah, I was, I was just wondering, um, you, you said about these sort of travel uh, conditions, and I'm not going to concentrate on any, any one uh, airline uh, here, just for the obvious reasons, screenshotters and things like that. And plus, it's, it's not really about the airlines, it's about what, what happens uh, afterwards. Um, were, were the travel conditions added on because not enough people took, took the redundancy? Uh, good question. So, so I might know this, but I, I, I know it was increased um, the longer it went on. Um, obviously, I have to speak to my lawyer, Simon Costello. Um, but it was, it was doubled when I, when I took mine. It was like two years instead of one year. Yeah, they, they increased it. They increased it because they never got the numbers that they needed the first yes. time round. Right. So that's mm -hmm. that's why they made an enhanced deal. And like you, Alex, it was it was I never even batted an eyelid the first time that was offered. It was I was never going to leave Virgin ever. Uh, it was having it, you know still enjoying work, although although it was it was a bit lonely because like I used to for about three years I was flying with Steph. We were on compatible rosters. And then when obviously she was off on maternity, uh, Skyven, uh, and then obviously like Milk and that, and then, and then obviously she was always going to come back part time. So like, uh, I was like, oh, all right, so I'm flying on my own again. So I was going through that whole year of like flying on my own. I'd lost my right arm kind of thing, out of your bubble again. And then like, and then you were just like, I was obviously full time. So I was living up. In Durham at that time, so like doing five, six flights a month. Oh, it was, it was like it was draining. You know what I mean? Like because the the flights, the the commuting tickets went through the roof as well that time. So obviously you're having to pay your own way to get to work. So anyway, I did, long story short, I didn't look at it the first time round, and then I was on a Boston. I took my mum and dad away on a Boston uh, shortly before. Uh, when they did the second round of redundancies and there was a lot of union reps coming in there, checking, like explaining the process. Yeah. And I was talking to one of the lads and we were talking about the pensions and stuff because I was basically saying, well, I'm, I'm never going to leave because I don't want my pension to suffer with like, through Virgin. And he went, well, if you take your redundancy, your pension won't suffer. He says it will just like, it'll still be there. You'll not lose any of your, your you know, you're not, you not lose any of your like company contributions, they'll still remain because I thought they'd be like wiped out. And I was like, all right. Uh, so I was going, well, I wonder what the offer is just out of curiosity value, you know? So anyway, once we got the figures and uh, it was it was quite a quite a sizable amount really at the time. It wasn't massive, but it, you know, it was a good, it was a good amount. And so I like, looked at it and because I was like missing home and I wanted to be home more, uh, there was going to be no kind of prospect of promotions for five years. They'd all been put on hold, mm. and I was ready to—I was ready to get FSM then, you know, in my mind anyway. I'm sure the company would have thought different. <laughs> <laughs> but but I was ready. I was ready. Me might have been in uh, recruitment to add to that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Looking at performance monitoring. Absolutely. Well, that was it. I mean. So there was there was none of that coming around. I, I was like missing home. I wanted to be home more. Steph was off pregnant, obviously, on maternity leave with, with Cece. Uh, and I was just then I, then I just started looking at it. That's all. Then I looked at it and uh, 
that's that was my reasons for like kind of going in health as well. But we'll go into that a little bit later on if you want. Well, if, yeah, if you, uh, yeah. Sorry, no. I, I was going to say just to confirm why why was um, uh, redundancy offered this time? Was, was this recession or SARS or this was after nine? Was you say two thousand eleven? This is recession. So this was two thousand and eight, I think. Oh, so right. Okay. Yes, that's right. They, and we took it in two thousand and nine because they just kept rolling it because they just couldn't get enough people. Um, to take it yeah yeah I, I've, I've got to say to everyone i mean in some respects so let me worry this is slightly different to any other one we, we've had before and what i mean by that i think this is the first time we've had to do redundancies literally straight, straight after we we're going through a boom i mean virgin we we're ready to expand again uh both both uh, both routes and aircraft so then this this is hit so my concern this time is and i'm not being airline pacific here again is uh are they are they going to overcut the people and then recruit quickly again and um if they do i'm just i'm just wondering because you two gents have taken it it still might happen to me i mean I'm, I'm still very much in in that boat um do you think it's worth people watching here regardless of their airline um if it's worth staying in the uh, holding pool well, I, I can touch a little bit on this because, I, I mean, when I left Virgin and uh, I went to work for Flybe, be, uh, obviously they got the redundancies and the numbers that they needed to like kind of streamline the business then. And it wasn't long after, because when I was working at Flybe, there was a lot of crew at Flybe started getting uh, like, started getting like, uh, the opportunity to apply for Virgin. So they were recruiting and it didn't seem to be long afterwards. I would say maybe it's a year. So after a year of like Virgin getting to where they needed to be, like uh, financially, they were in a position again to start recruiting and obviously like expanding the business once again. That's always been there where, isn't it? The kind of like the, like the preempt and like make provisions. They've always been business savvy and they've always done things for the best of the company. And they've, uh, so they've always like, you know, been one step ahead kind of thing. And so like after a year, they were recruiting like, like loads of more people again, you know, and I, I was even, I was even tempted like after two years, because you had to wait two years, didn't you, if you wanted to go back. Yeah. Yeah. Before, because obviously we got like, we still kept like our, our concessions for two years and, but you weren't allowed like return, like obviously before that kind of thing. So yeah. I was tempted after the two years to revisit and look to to go back, but then I, I thought no, I need I need to I need to give it a go on this outside. It's too 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 much of a cop out. I thought that I like, just go back to where I where I was happy. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It sounds daft, doesn't it? But like you know, I needed to push myself and like give myself a kick in the arse. Like now, I think Trev, yeah, my my recollection again is like post nine eleven, and had a bunch of friends leave leave then, like the likes of Wayne Singleton. I was only only zooming with in um, Australia only last weekend and, and Ed Boys as well. People might remember Ed, uh, Kim and Ed um, who now live in Australia. <laughs> I was zooming yeah. them and they, and they went, um, I think, 9-11, took redundancy then. Um, and literally, like Sai says, within a year, you know, they, they know what they're doing now. They're, they're recruiting again. So they're getting more people in at the, you know, the entry level for salaries um and then restructure the contract so that any promotion it's probably you know a lower salary if you take inflation into account and all the rest of it 
Um, so you, you'd think by now they, you know, it doesn't take long for them to, for someone to actually have already formulated these plans, even though that the airline was, was doing probably better than it had done for, for quite a while. Those plans are going to be in place and they simply follow them to the letter, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, I, I must admit, I mean, I, I, I say, I mean, I'm not talking about what one airline, but I'm, I'm, I'm working with people from um, uh, Ryanair, BA, um, and, and some from Virgin Atlantic as well. And the fear still seems to be the same, that the industry will not be the same ever again. Now, I have sort of heard this before, this time's slightly different. I still think people want to get away. I think uh, it will be short term. But for those, for those where redundancy is going to happen, whether they like it or not, uh, and again, it's, it still could be, be me. I'm just wondering if you're in those shoes again, would you do anything different? If thinking about redundancy, would you, did you already have a, a, a plan formulated about your about your next step? Both of you, uh, Alex, I go with you first. Come on. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> good question. No, good question. Um, and what I do things different. Do you know what the thing that I remember the most was actually going to sign uh, the documents for to take redundancy, voluntary redundancy, and it literally was a couple of streets away from where I lived to the solicitors. And in my mind, you know, it, I, I'd already signed it. I'd already spent the year's salary in my head. I'd already taken all the all the holidays in my head, you know. Um, already the boys' trip lined up. There was a wedding in um, South Africa that we were going to as well. So I already had all that done in my head, and I got there, and I just remember the the lady that I saw in the solicitor's office. Um, I just I'll never forget her just saying to me, you know, putting all the papers down, laying laying it all out, getting a pen, going, you know, like putting it on the desk and everything, and then looking at me, going, "Are you sure about this? Because this is final." And I was just, I literally thought I was in a funeral parlor or something like that, signing somebody's, you know, funeral arrangements. It, it just brought a real seriousness and finality to it to me. Um, and any, anyway, that's something I'll never forget. But personally, uh, yes, I did have something lined up. Um, so I was, I'd always wanted to leave and start my own business. I'd wanted to do that for a number of years. And the last couple of years in Virgin, I probably didn't make the most of them. Like a lot of trips, I would stay in my room with my laptop, just researching business ideas. I was working on a specific business at the time and um, somebody had offered to stump up uh, multiple six figure sum to get me, me going in that business, which was Carly and I working in that together. And for whatever reasons, uh, and I'm glad it didn't actually, you know, I set up another business, but that business never took off. But I left having that in my mind, this is, that this is what we were doing and we we're researching commercial property. And that's what I think you're right, Trev, that this feels different because at that time, if, if I'd done this again now, I wouldn't be looking at commercial properties now, obviously, to, to start a business. That would probably be the last thing that I'd be looking at, just given that the whole landscape has changed. Um, so, so that is a really good question. Would I've done things differently? I think, in, in, you know, hindsight is the wonderful thing it is, but I, you know, if I'd have known it, um, and, and maybe people have got a certain amount of time now, is it's just to, you know, learn, learn new stuff, learn new skills, you know, do courses, you know, languages, whatever it is, but equip yourself, um, open your mind to different possibilities, um, 
you know, and, and whilst we're in that bubble, and so I might agree with me, I don't want to hog the conversation, but, um, you, you, you know, Virgin is, and, and sorry, airline crew in general um, is a lifestyle, isn't it? We always said that it's not a career, it's not a job, never has been. And that's why we all loved it. For me, I went, you know, virtually straight from uni to doing that. And for me, it was like being a student again, because so much is done for you. You do live in a, in a bit of a bubble, you know, you you know, your, your, your transport's put on, your hotel's put on, you're giving money when you get there, you know, all those kinds of things. And you, and you put with a bunch of like-minded people to, to go and enjoy yourself. So um, it does feel different this time. I, I will say that, but there's still nothing to stop you um, preparing yourself and looking at ideas. And yeah. there's so many, I think, not just crew, but other service-based industries. Like I've got friends who are ex cabin crew who are now you know firemen policemen and, and a lot of them have got side jobs as well or side hustles that they, you know call them more more so in america but you know even if that's having you know uh, an amazon reseller account you know where you're buying something at x yeah, yeah. Y, um or beauty you know beauty therapies like carly used to do you know treatments back home as well in between but all that all that kind of stuff but you know not dissimilar to yourself trev people know you for having a business um so I think there's nothing to stop you. That's probably the thing I would have done in hindsight is actually equip myself a bit better with, with other skills that I would need in life, you know? Yeah, we're building on. Simon, what do you think, sir? Well, well, with me, it's like, because I've never really like thought too much about taking that redundancy the second time round, before I put pen to paper and committed, I started looking actively seeking to see what was available, like on the job front. And like, obviously, I only really knew flying, didn't I? So luckily for me, there was an opportunity working out of Newcastle Airport. And this was one of the reasons for like putting pen to paper and taking it as well. So it was going to work for a, like a, a regional airline out of Newcastle Airport. So I'd be home every night. So that was what I was looking for as well. A bit more like stability. Uh, just to be home and just to see the family more kind of thing. And... So I saw that they were advertising, so I applied for them. I knew I'd get that job, like, so I had no problems with that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like, I applied, uh, got the interview, and uh, and then went and did the interview, and then got offered the job. And I still hadn't put pen to paper. But, like, because I've been offered the job, it was kind of, I was like, wow, it's like, things are all happening for a reason here. So, uh, so at least I had the stability of something else to go to. So I had that to fall back on. So, but like you've just got to keep looking. You know, you've got like if you if you've got it in your mind that you, you you're thinking about redundancy, just options. Create as many options as you can. Uh, good, bad, ugly, just whatever. You know, just as long as they're on the table, and then you can like cherry pick. You know, like if you if you're given the opportunity to, you can go for them. Uh, but yeah, it's like, would I have done anything differently? No, I wouldn't, because I just think things happen for a reason. You've got to, I like to follow, I follow like my heart. I kind of go with the flow and uh, I try and do my best and come up with as many like reasons and keep sensible and, and 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 just try and work it out in my head, which isn't the easiest thing to do. But uh, you, I always know that I've got a family behind us who support us, you know, and, and, uh, if it doesn't go well, which it hasn't done with a couple of jobs that I've had, you've got like a good like family 
network and, a, and friends as well, you know, who will be there for you and uh, and support you. But it's it was a massive gamble. It was a massive gamble. I'm not going to lie. It was it's it's one of the best. It is the best job I've ever had. Will have. And uh, I, I just saw myself like flaking out there. You know what I mean? And just and, like ending my days there. Because it was where I was, I was the happiest, and it was it was a massive, massive decision for me to leave. Just you know, it, it wasn't something that was taken lightly. It was it was a decision taken over by two or three weeks. Now I, I know a lot of people out there; they're not really going to have that luxury. Uh, it's a different kind of like like pr process that Virgin's taking a lot of people through now, uh, and they're not going to have that luxury. But what I would just say to them is just get looking now, just look. You probably the chances are that you'll be okay, but just look anyway. Just I've had loads of inquiries from people asking about my job and like if there's any vacancies out there and what the what the description is and what's the process. So I've I've helped them out as much as I can, you know. But like if anybody else wants any advice uh, or support or whatever, I'm I'm just here. Just drop us a message. I'll do whatever I can. Do you yeah, know what? Yeah. that um, senior cabin crew management said that they'd never been happier than when you were at the at the company as well. Yeah, that's you, Trev. And me? No, it's all about sorry, I think. Well, it's not sorry. me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most sensible thing I think I've ever heard him said. That was that was pretty. Um, yeah, that got me. That got me. That got me. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, you know what? I, I I agree with what you you say, Sai, and you know, I probably hadn't thought of that for for a while, but. Uh, same for me. It was it was a massive gamble when when I left. I just kind of, in the end, just you know followed my heart. This is what I wanted to do. I wanted to start a business. I spent the last couple of years, you know, not going out and partying and seeing all the sites, but I'm um, staying in my room researching, you know, different business uh, ideas. And ultimately, you know, not dissimilar to what Sasai said. Funnily enough, you know, that failed, you know, very quickly in the first year that I left Virgin, and. I soon discovered, uh, and I don't know what the financials are this time round, you know, for, for each airline, but, you know, a year's salary doesn't last a year. <laughs> lasts about six months. Yeah, yeah. Months if you can eke it out. Um, it goes very quickly. Um, but it, it was a gamble. And, you know, even though that didn't go according to plan, I, I, I wouldn't have... And even though I look back in those years, Carly says the same. We talk about Virgin, you know, the lifestyle we had all the time. I still dream about certain destinations. And, you know, it's the people more than the destinations. But, you know. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's still the best decision I made was, was to leave just because I wouldn't trade it. And I don't think you can go back. Yeah. You know, that's just the way I kind of look at life. A bit like when Sai said he, he, he thought about going back after two years and I thought, no, do you know what? Um, I'm, I'm not going to reapply. Um, and for me, it's the same thing. You know, yes, as the, the thought crossed my mind. Yeah. Uh, and every time I've had, uh, you know, a failure um, and ultimately, you know, what I was doing before this hit, lockdown, etc., was the most successful thing. I'd done since I'd left, you know, literally 10 years later, it's been a 10 year journey for me, leaving on the 9th of the 9th of the 9th, it's, you know, 10 and a half years and it's taken me, you know, that long after, you know, numerous experiences. Um, and I just think all of, you know, failures that you may have in life ultimately add up to the journey. We all love being 
on the journey. It's all part of the experience, isn't it? Rather than the destination. And, and for me, I wouldn't trade that, that in for, for anything. Um, but, yeah. you know, do, do weigh things up, like Sai said, because the grass isn't always, always greener. I personally wouldn't trade what I've done, but it, it is a risk. Indeed. And everyone's, everyone's measure of risk is different, I think. You know, my, my risk management level is going to be different to yours, Trev, and mine's going to be different to, to your side as well. And everyone listening to this and watching this is going to be different as well. And you're going to be different if you're, if you're 24, single with no kids, or you're 55, married with a, you just moved house, taking on a bigger mortgage and a new car and, you know, all of that kind of thing. So I would just say, you know, look at your individual risk level, um, chat it through with those nearest and dearest to you, those who, whose advice you appreciate. But ultimately, only you can, can make that decision. Yeah, I, I was wondering, I wonder if it's worth even putting a, um, uh, a straw poll out there now. Are people, I know they won't be excited about the opportunity, but are, are they, are they, if the worst comes to worst, are they going to actually try and make a real go of it? And have they got an idea in mind? Uh, or are they um, something to do with bricks? Are they worried about? And Simon, also at the same time, um, how hard it is, is it to get into your job? I'm just asking for a friend. <laughs> how hard is it to get a job? Well, to do what you do. I mean, say, I, have you I want to know a bit more about your job. <laughs> in you in an <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Have you got an all-level in RE? Uh, uh, I've, uh, well, I've got an A-level, but I didn't do the A-level. Yeah. yeah. Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! <laughs> 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 Yeah, we got no cups. We got no coffee. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I've. Um, you're in. No, no, you're I, in. I, I, you've got, you're yeah, ready. Right. Bypass the interview. Yeah. Okay. No. Uh, no. I was going to say. Um, yeah. I'm just wondering, Alex. Is, is anything coming from that um, very quick straw poll? Is there any sort of? Yeah, uh, I said, do, you, do you want to? Um, yeah. To every, everybody watching, put um, like, yeah. What, what answer do you want? Yes. No, maybe so. Yes. Yeah. Just. Uh, uh, are they going to use it as an opportunity or are they their bricks? And look, do you know what? It, it is an opportunity. You're yeah. absolutely right. There is an opportunity. If you've been there and you've been thinking, you might have been there, I don't know, you know, two years, five years, 15 years, 20 years, I don't know. But if you've ever thought that you could pursue something else, and I was having this comment, I've been interviewed for something, some uh, TV thing today, and um, the way the conversation went on, and I, and I said, do you know what? You speak to any, you know, number of 70, 80, 90, 100 year olds and, you know, they're going to have regrets. And if, yeah. if you want to do something in your life and you feel that you can't get out of Virgin or BA or EasyJet, Ryanair, etc., for whatever reason, there is this, you know, security blanket to, to catch you, this safety net then, you know, maybe now is the best time for you to do that, you know. And for me, everything comes down to just tr trust your gut instinct. You just know. Exactly. Some people, I mean, it's it's not ideal, but like, like for years, isn't it? You, when you've been working for an, like a company, as long as what we have, like what me and you did, Alex, and obviously Trev's still there, uh, you get the point, loads of points when you're down routes and like when you're on board an aircraft, when you're alone with your thoughts, when you're talking to different people, where people are doing so many different things as well as flying and spare time. 
And you're like, oh, Jesus, all I'm doing is flying, going home, sleeping, drinking, going back flying. I'm, I'm not really doing much with my time. Yeah, obviously looking after your family as well. You know, I mean, I know that's, that's you know, that's <laughs> that's the hard work and all that. But you're like, it's a, it's, it's a push sometimes that you need. You know what I mean? It's a push you need. Exactly. And like, I never stopped. And I don't think I ever stopped, like, being open to the prospect of, like, going down different avenues. Even when I was flying for Virgin, I got offered to go to Virgin Australia, which I, I couldn't do because uh, there was no way I was going to leave Holly behind. She was, like, one year old. I'd already had Holly, you know, by then. No chance. I got offered, like, uh, to work on Disney Cruises by somebody who was, like, you know, quite high up in the chair captain. He wanted us to come and work on Disney Cruises. I couldn't again for family commitments. There's, there's always opportunities there. It's just, it, it's just all about timing, isn't it? It's like, if you can do it, then look at it. But obviously, when you can't, it's like, it's pointless, doesn't it? But like, it's always good to be open to to the prospect of like, you know, people offering things to you, you know, just look at it. Don't just dismiss it straight away. Have a look at it, talk to your family, see if it works for you, you know, and, and then just, there's so many opportunities. There is, there is, there's loads of opportunities out there for you. It's not just, it's not the end of the world. Just keep looking and talk to people and, uh, the, like your friends know things, and this is like one of the reasons I got into the NHS was because one of me, one of my best mates, who like you know, he he gave me that opportunity to get in there. I've been there seven years now, I think. And uh, if it wasn't for him, I would I would not be working for the NHS, and that was just because of a friend. I wasn't looking, you know. So 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 was you going on um, Shanghai core crew with me then? Uh, plan B after you didn't get into a Virgin Australia. Uh, I, uh, I just, I just knew Shanghai Corkery would just be awesome, mate. <laughs> I just, I just thought, you know what, five nights in Shanghai, I'm doing it. I don't, I don't even know what the place is like, but I'm going. Yeah. Just thought it'd be good, and, and, and I wasn't wrong. It was just, it was you phenomenal. Wrong, like, it was phenomenal. You weren't wrong. Yeah. Um, no, well, I, I, I agree. What Sai says there, you know, look at it as an opportunity. Check out all your options. For those of you who've, who've been, you know, stagnating might, might be a word that you, you know, those conversations you have in the galley, you know, what else can I do? You know, what else can I do? Yeah. And, and it's like any job, you know, irrespective of whether you're crew or you're working for Liverpool Victoria Insurance or whatever it is, the longer you're there, the more comfortable you get and the more maybe your confidence gets a little eroded and you don't think you've got any, um, you know, certain skills that uh, the modern workplace are looking for, but you'd be surprised. I mean, I've literally done now the last six weeks, uh, I looked at the count today, something like 80 live webinars with uh, different um, CEOs, founders of businesses from the likes of, uh, you know, Grenades, Alan Barrett, you know, like the ch chocolate bar, uh, through to um, Cobra Beers founder, Lord Billamoria. Uh, hosting these kind of people on, on on webinars and you wouldn't believe the amount of companies that are actually doing really well at the moment the number of companies that have spoken to um that are actually doing 200 percent better than they were or some of them even doing 300 percent better than they were so they are recruiting they're looking to actively you know recruit and you know where one sector shrinks another expands yeah. and the workplace the workforce will fill that gap and it, it's, it's just you know, when I look back, and you guys might agree, when you look back, it is secular. 
you know, i.e. every 10 years, if you, if you think, you know, roughly 9-11 was 2001, then 2008, seven years later, um, you know, we had the financial crash. And then, then now, which is what, another 12 years on from that, you know, work that out, 30 divided by those three, it's roughly every 10 years, you know, it will come again. You know, if you are one of these people who, you know, you don't want to leave, this is the dream job. And we know plenty of people who literally, and I totally understand why, look at this as their dream job and they don't want to leave. They have no interest in leaving, but they're really worried. Then, you know, hang on in there. What, you know, don't, you know, make any hasty decisions. Yeah. But again, there's nothing wrong with looking at your options because who knows what, what's around the corner again? Who knows what's and, around the corner? And know, also what, what you've got to do up. as well, like once, once you eventually, if you did leave Virgin and you get another job, whatever, flying, whatever, you know, if you did leave flying, take your redundancy, you get a job. I mean, I've had five jobs since I've left flying. Uh, and like, I've, it's taken us till this point to get to one that I actually enjoy doing. Uh, don't be don't be afraid to like just walk away from that hell wall that whatever you were working in or you know uh, because like after I stopped flying I went and did like some really bad jobs you know what I mean I, I did car sales I did oh. car sales yeah wonder what you can say then no not swearing <laughs> I did car sales was so hard all the reasons for me leaving flying so I could be home more with the family. I was fall. I was going into jobs where I was never away from work. I was absolutely and yeah. like it was psychologically, it was bothering, it was affecting us, like mind, body, and soul. I was like, oh my god, I've left flying so I could be home more with the family and kind of concentrate on that. And I'm not. I'm never away from work. I'm at work more now than what I ever was at Virgin. It, yeah. it, and it was killing us, and it was like frustrating us. Uh, and I was working a million times harder than I ever did on the plane, even though I did work pretty damn hard. I know We remember, I totally relate to that because when I then, that, that business I didn't, um, didn't happen for a variety of reasons when I did late, didn't leave. So I retrained, reinvented myself as this uh, personal trainer, sports injury um, expert mm -hmm. by, you know, going on training courses spending my own money in, in doing that, which was you know, in hindsight, probably about six grand or something like that in, in training. And I ended up, you know, that business was successful for a number of years. I grew it to a number of sports injury clinics. Had, mm -hmm. I don't know, in hindsight, about eight, nine, 10 people working for me. Um, but exactly the same as Sai, literally I was only, I'd only left Virgin like, I don't know, nine months, uh, you know, I was nine months into the journey and I was like, hang on a minute, I left because I wanted to spend more time, I wanted to be at home in the mornings um, with the kids to have like breakfast, you know, and see them off to school. And I wanted to be home in the evenings to spend time with them when they came home from school and my wife. And guess what? Personal training, sports injury stuff. Your clients want to see you before they go to work, yeah. when they finish work, when they got their time off at the weekends and their lunch hours. And I was like, I saw them less then I was bloody doing a virgin and doing two yeah. a week by getting those two days off at home. I know. And, didn't it, and it frustrates you, doesn't it? It's like yeah. that place, that mentally, like it, it's like, you know, it affects you because yeah. you're like, oh my God, am I going to make any more wrong decisions in my life? I know. There's got to be, there's got to be a point where I get to the make and the right one where I can get all that time off that I used to have that I, when I used to fly and be happy and like have the same, like have more money maybe coming in in the ideal world. Uh, 
where's them tears gone? I want them tears back, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and luckily, me doing this job, it's given us like like loads, like it, like lots of days off, because I do 12-hour shifts. So like it gives us those days off again. Money's good. The team work ethic's good. And it's kind, it's very, very, very similar to like what Virgin, like working environment was. And that that's, you know, that's what's given us the satisfaction. Trev, do you want me to read out any of the responses that we Yeah, please. Yeah, no, I'd like to hear some of those. Cool. Um, so, Paul Wicking says, Hi, guys. I left after 15 years and joined fire service. Uh, trepidation at first, but glad I did it. Yeah. Still think about my Virgin days all the time. My wife, Jo, is 25 years crew at Virgin uh, October this year, and she's very worried about the current situation. Great idea for this Zoom session, by the way. Wendy Branch, loyal Wendy yeah, Branch. Yeah, Wendy. Says, uh, yes, definitely. Uh, Jenny Peters is watching. Ali Murphy says, uh, when I was flying, I always thought I wasn't able to earn much more money either, but there are great earning opportunities out there too. Guy Thomas, I'm still hoping to play for Wolves. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I hope he plays for Wolves as well, against Watford. Yeah. <laughs> um, Colette Tucker, yes. Right, looking at it as an opportunity to leave and do something else, but no to taking redundancy. We'll wait to see my fate. Uh, Natalie Groves is watching. Paul Davis, the company that supplies Simon's beer, are doing awesomely. Tony <laughs> uh, Peters says, um, totally agree with Alex. Absolutely. Uh, she left Virgin after 20 years and thought that there wasn't anything else for me. Now I head up a visits team in the whiskey industry. You have so many, in capitals, Jenny, transferable skills, I promise. You are 100% right. Um, do we get complimentary whiskey for doing this? Um, yeah, please, time? come yeah, on. Please. Sponsor us. <laughs> Will Mayer, legend. Will, hey, you guys. I took redundancy 10 years ago, the very best decision of my career so far. Uh, Molly, Molly Pugh, home brew, 100%. <laughs> Emily Jenkins is watching. So I won't go uh -oh. back to who is watching, but we've got literally so many people have been watching over the last hour, guys. Um, it's insane. Uh, but yeah, post up, everybody, post up your thoughts again if you've left, um, what you've done, um, if you're thinking of leaving, leaving, what's your mindset at the moment? What, you know, are you anxious about it? Uh, do you look at it as an opportunity? I mean, the amount of people who posted up there, not just me and Sai saying, but the amount of people just in that brief snapshot who said it was the best decision they've ever made should give you, you know, reassurance, yeah. confidence yeah. that, you know, if you do take it, um, it's not the worst thing in the world like Sai yeah. said can happen to you. Absolutely. Listen, there's, there's, there's no denying it's a scary time, redundancy, because you're going, you're going into the unknown, you don't know... You, you're going into an area that you have no clue about. You're coming, you're coming outside your comfort zone. You're going into an area that you know nothing about, and it's it's a gamble. It's a gamble. It's scary, uh, but like you did that when you went into the airline industry. That was an unknown kind of like quantity. You know that you in, in look how successful you all did with that. It, just don't be afraid. It's there is a life outside of there's a life outside of Virgin, you know what I mean? Look, luckily, I mean, I still get the Virgin fix kind of thing with the wife and stuff, you know. So I yeah, still get that. I need like a drug. It's like a drug for me. I'm not flying on that plane and meeting like old friends and 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 getting in that cabin and uh, analysing the work ethic. Do you wear a monk's habit when you go on board? Eh? Do you wear a habit when you go on board, like a monk's habit? Yeah. 
just like that. Nice, nice. Do you know what the biggest the biggest shock that I got after leaving was going to buy airline tickets for a family of four. Yeah. Like three and a half grand to go and visit my best mate Ooh, in Dubai. Nah. Before you bought a coffee at the airport or yeah. or got a um you know, the train or the coach to the airport or anything like that. Literally just shock of my life. I was like, is that what people have been spending for the last sixteen and a half years while I was at the airlines? They have still not I've still not had, we've still not had to do that. Luckily enough, you know what I mean? We've still not had to go down that route. But uh yeah, it's just there, there, there is there is opportunities out there, you know. It's like don't try not to get yourself too chewed up. Really, honestly, it's like I'm a stressor, you know what I mean? But like I don't show it. I'm like in my head. It's like there's there's all sorts going on in there. Did you but say like, you're a cross try and dresser? Keep calm. Eh? Did you say you're a cross dresser? Yes. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stressor, stressor. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. But anyway, like there is there is life after flying. There is honestly, it's a big world out there. There's loads of opportunities, and uh, don't beat yourself up too much about it. Like the, the the companies, all the airlines are doing their very best to keep alive, and I'm sure they will. You know, what I mean? I'm sure they will, and uh, just try and keep. It's no good like being as being negative. Just try and keep as positive as you can. There was one thing I went. Sorry, sorry, so I carry on. Sorry. No, no, I'm not done. I'm done. No, no, I was going to say because uh, of a few of the comments, uh, they're sort of worried, sort of, sort of being crude. But I don't even remember because we spoke to Jen last week. She was um, awesome, by the way. She was. There's so many yeah. transferable skills that you've you've got. I, I think crew really, really. Uh, underrate what they can do once they've left they think oh i've only been cabin crew honestly yeah. uh employers really really like it i mean t t take jen for example perfect example she was crew last week um and she was sitting in lectures with people who'd gone to uh oxford and cambridge and you know, study medicine and they were quite in awe of her uh, yeah. once, as well mate, once, so, once you get past all the red tape you know like obviously yeah. when you put your cv in and you go past all the prelim stuff uh, where they look at your, you know, all your like your qualifications. Once you get face to face with that individual who's offering the job, you can't. You've got you've got a better chance than anybody else. I swear to God, because you have all these skills, you've got these experiences that you've obtained, like through life and flying, and you know, and you can it puts you in a better position than what it will do for somebody who hasn't been anywhere like close to what you've experienced as crew. I'm telling you. Do, you. do you know what? You know, screw sending CVs in for jobs. You know, use those skills that 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 Cy just said and, and Trev referenced with Jen, and use those communication skills that you've all got to actually directly ask people in your immediate network about available opportunities. How many people know other people who run businesses that employ people or in a senior management role? Um, in other companies who are doing well. Like I said, the amount of businesses I've spoken to who are doing well at this time, and they're not overtly selling either. People are being very mindful of that fact that a lot of people are you know, struggling at the moment financially. Um, but yeah, use those communication skills. And I would just say, you know, look at your immediate circle, but go you know, one beyond that. Look at your social connections on social media. If you're not on LinkedIn at the moment, you need to be on LinkedIn for a start. Um, if you don't you know, I wouldn't have known what LinkedIn was when I was crew. Now, it's most usually, most widely used social platform 
that I use, you know, the network that I've built up through that. Does that, does that work much though, Alex? Does many people get recruited through LinkedIn? I mean, I've, I've, I've been a part of it and just look, but I've always been employed, but just like, it was kind of another social media for business kind of like yeah. platform that I looked at. I wasn't sure if many people actually got recruited from it. Just from building your network and being able to reach out to somebody, and I hate that phrase because it's really American, isn't it? But actually, you know, connect with somebody and then it's a simple question. Are there any, um, you know, recruitment opportunities in your company right now? And, you know, for me, I spent, people might, might not know this either that I haven't connected with for a while, but I spent the four years prior to 2019 working with Virgin Startup, Richard's not-for-profit, helping entrepreneurs uh, with funding and mentoring to start businesses, which is funnily enough where Trev and I bumped into each other completely randomly uh, in London um, at, at the HQ for Virgin Startup. And um, there are, you know, so many other things you could do. Those of you who've thought about starting a business, for example, now is a great time. You might think this is the worst time to do it. Well, you, you know, you couldn't be more wrong. This is a great time to, to start a business. There's never been more funding available from the government who are, 100% backing it now with like these bounce back loans to actually get funding to start a business. And you can start a business with zero, you know, money down if that's, if that's the route you want to go down as well. But um, yeah, you know, something like LinkedIn is invaluable when it comes to, to building and building a network mm -hmm. of people. Um, and, you know, when I was helping people there, um, I'd always, you know, say to them, you know, if you can do something that just gets your foot in the door and maybe, you know, you're not initially getting paid for it and people might turn their nose up at that. But if you think, you know, I look back now, I never had so much time on my hands when I was working for an airline and I had that time down route. I never had so much time on my hands. And I, and I yes, I did stuff, but I wish I'd done, done more and utilized that time um, a little better. Um, and you, you know, you can do stuff you know, be that online these days by offering to help someone just to get your foot in the door, to get yourself known. You just want to stand out because, you know, for me, whenever I've employed people, um, I don't look at what qualifications they have. I look at the extra stuff they've done. I've recruit, recruited a lot of people straight out of uni. I don't look at what grade they got for their degree. I literally look at what they did whilst they were at uni with like extra, uh, you know, uh, work experience they were, they, they were doing. And, you know, that can only mean a couple of weeks, but it just shows me that they're a go-getter um, and, and that they're willing to put themselves out there. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I just want to add to something you said. You, you mentioned the uh, Virgin Startups. Um, I've sort of been looking on online anyway, and as, as you said, there's never been as many grants exactly. going on. Um, with Brexit, whether you agree with it or don't agree with it, what's going to happen? They're looking for exports, and there will be funding available. So I'm saying if you've got an idea... Go for it. Even if you need to bring in just an extra bit of money just to keep you going, you can apply for um, uh, Amazon Flex. And if you don't know what Amazon Flex is, it's just delivering Amazon parcels. You do a quick course on your mobile phone. Uh, it's easy, a bit like SDP, just multiple choice sort of questions. They tell you how to uh, deliver, uh, deliver a parcel and then you qualify. And you can do different shifts uh, and that's um, 60, 70 pounds in your pocket a day. And you, you only, I think you only do a four hour shift. So if you wanted to start a business and remember you will get redundancy money as well. So you will have cash. As long as you don't go out and blow it, you've got money for stock 
Um, even a, a website. In fact, when I first met Alex, he told me about a free website hosting service. Was it strikingly? Um, so you don't even yeah. have to pay for a website to get your business going. Uh, business cards, you can get those pretty much free for a, uh, a small run now. So you, your, your startup costs are so minimal. And if you need a, um, uh, a professional uh, phone number, there's a company called uh, Vonage. Um, and you can get a number from anywhere in the country, a, a proper one, an answering service for very little money a month. So I say, I can say, if you've been thinking about it, go for it. You've got a slight, um, uh, what's the word? You've got a slight parachute where if you need a bit of money, as I said, you've got Amazon Flex. If you don't know what it is, it's looking up, but I'm just I'm thinking of that at the top of my head. You've got these delivery jobs uh, and t until you actually land on your feet and you can do what you want. There is so, so much out there. And, uh, oh, you could always blow your redundancy, Trev, on a, well, you could. On a car, uh, yeah. a new bed, yeah. uh, a holiday, holiday. <laughs> yeah. all things uh, that are out of your kind of like... Yeah, yeah. Hour. <laughs> or you could watch the babies <laughs> take him away a few months later. But, um, but I was going to say, yeah. it, it don't, you don't have to think in business in, in a huge term, it could be a small business. Um, and I th uh, what are you two gents? I can't remember which one it mentioned um, the Amazon where you literally buy in products. You don't even see them and they get sold. Reseller. Sorry, uh, yeah. if it was you, what was it called? Reseller. A Amazon reseller. So it, it, it is really, really, really easy. Honestly, um, commerce has been made, e e even been able to take, uh, credit card payments is really easy now. It used to be a hell of a process, yeah. uh, checks, fraud checks, but but now there's a third way company. Uh, so you, although you collect the data, you don't even get to see the cards. So so it is it is out there. Um, but we say we'll have to wait Dude, and see. Friend yeah. of mine, friend of mine started a business uh, two weeks ago. A girl called Sabrina Stocker. She was semi finalist on The Apprentice two years ago, um, and she's only. 24 i think she is um anyway, she started a business two weeks ago called um shopping slots.co.uk um which is basically you know people looking for shopping slots in the supermarkets saw an opportunity that basically the, the earliest delivery online delivery you could get was in about bloody four weeks or something like that so they collated all of the different uh supermarkets onto one website so one search brings up all of the available slots in the country and they would get um and it's really small fee something like two pounds to become a subscriber um to that service and they had over a million unique website visits in the first seven days crashed the site um 50 000 subscribers in like a couple of days which again 50 000 times two pounds do the maths but um, you can suddenly see by just, you know, and for, for, for me, I just didn't see that as that immediate opportunity because who knows when people will, you know, whether that will become a, a habit that people will always do their shopping online, that people will just really minimalize their, their shopping experience. But for me, it was like the bigger picture. They are harvesting that data of, you know, a million people's data that they could then sell other products and services to over time. And then looking at sponsorship opportunities from different supermarkets, different providers of food and drink that want to feature on that website because that website is getting so much traffic. So, you know, and that's just one story. I've got a few stories like that of people I've spoken to who literally started at businesses over the last couple of weeks. A friend of mine yesterday 
um, snaffling pig who has um, pork scratchings company. He's just set up another business literally in the last two weeks. Um, people are doing it. People are being successful at it. He wants to talk about... I thought that pork. sounded like a Dan website. <laughs> <laughs> the snuffling pig. The best name, awesome. isn't it? <laughs> the best name. There you go, Simon. That, Simon, that's your business sorted out now. You can set it up next week. No. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, back to Alex. <laughs> no. So, Tre uh, Trevor, Trevor, have you got, have you got any, like, have you been thinking of anything that, like... Good question. I'm going to go get another drink. You carry on. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Like yeah. Have you been thinking of, like, yes, any I, possibilities I, 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 or opportunities? Um, well, service is terrible, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, I shall top up a wine in a moment. No, no, sorry, that's a very good question. Glad you answered it. Now, um, e even this, uh, not just crew. The whole idea was this, about this, I was going to do a very nice sort of fluffy channel about what crew do uh, on, on the side. Uh, I've been working on this for about a year, and it was going to be in a studio, as I say, very, very... Uh, fluffy. It was just getting going, and it was going to be an add-on to, to, to my own my own business. Uh, not necessarily to draw money or income, uh, but just create an interest because I, I, I work with the most amazing people, and it's only when you get chatted in the gallery you realise what they do. So the idea of this originally was just to be a, a fun channel. Then um, COVID nineteen came along, and I thought that's really buggered everything up. And I thought, well, no, it is. It's not just crew, and it is going to affect us. So we thought we might as well go on. Um, so it appears very sort of amateurish at first. I just got together with you two guys uh, and we thought we'd just carry on. Um, so yeah, I've been, I've been thinking about plenty of ideas, but what I want to get across to, to crew is not to undersell themselves and just get into any job they're going to regret in a couple of months time. Take time to think you're going to have a bit of money. And if you need the extra money, I mentioned small things like del delivering parcels, uh, it'll bring some income, but, but think about it before you jump into something that you may or may not hate in a, uh, yeah. in a few months. Go, I mean, no, I mean you, no, you're, you're, no, you're right. It's, it's like you, you're saying like, did you say like for crew not to underestimate themselves? Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. I, I really don't think crew do that. I, I think crew, I think cr the majority of crew know how good they are at their job and they know they have these transferable skills like to go to other areas, other jobs. And like, I, I really don't think crew like do that. You know, I think as crew. Well, I hope, I hope they wouldn't. But no, I, no, I, no. But I, yeah, I've no, met crew said, I don't, you know, oh, I've only been cabin crew. I don't know what else to do. Yeah. But right, what that means enough. is, as soon as they yeah, say yeah, cabin crew, enough. what that yeah. means, they've done a lot, but they can be at uh, an airline six months. Yeah. It could be a night flight. And if a passenger collapses in that cabin, they're on their own until help arrives. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it doesn't matter what their rank. So, but they, some of them do, uh, especially the young ones or even the older. Oh, oh, no, older no ones. you're right. No, yeah. you're right. Yeah, some do underestimate themselves. I mean, I used to, I used to fly with a lot of people who used to like overrate themselves. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, we've But anyway, what what I'm trying to say is that even when they do leave, and they like they might fall into a job that they're not going to like, then just stick with it. Don't give up on it straight away. Just give it a chance because it's a, it's a culture shock. It's massive yeah. to go from like what you've been doing to what you could potentially be doing. But just give it a bit of time. Don't just jack it in after a week or so. Give it, give it, a, give it an opportunity because it, it might get better. You just keep finding your feet. 
just give it a just give it a bit of a gentle process. And if at the end of that you're still convinced it's not for you, then obviously go for something else if you can. Or like just stick at it until something else arises. You kind of just leave unless you're like you're rich or whatever and you can afford to do that and just have a couple of months off and whatever. But like just stick with it. Try and find something else, but just keep looking, just keep looking, keep talking to people. Opportunities will come. Uh, and then well, always talk to people. You've got you'll to hope, yeah, you'll hopefully get to where you need to be. Keep going on keep keep on go on LinkedIn. Uh keep talking to like all of our old friends. Chisnell, Jenkins, go to your mates, you know what I mean? Who like you used to like fly with years ago. This is what's so good about social media now, make it work for you. Yeah. It's not this hater kind of group where it bullies and puts people down all the time. Make social media work for you. And like, you know, keep in contact with people, keep your toying, uh, be known still. And then just like, every, the people who know you, know what skills and qualities you've got. If they know somebody else who like, yeah, I've known this person, they'd be ideal for this. Opportunities will always present themselves. And it always used to be word of mouth back in our day, in the like early, like late 80s, early 90s, it was always word of mouth. Now there's this, you know what I mean? You've got all of this, you know what I mean? It's like, there's more opportunities for the young'uns. <laughs> we should have yeah. got Jen on again. Was Jen, was Jen watching tonight? We should have, I mean, she's an inspiration, I think. I really yeah, do. No, oh, was. wow, un unbelievable. That woman, yeah. it's just 100 miles an hour all the time. I don't know where she gets time <laughs> to do like any... Uh, like home comfort stuff, but yeah. uh, she's uh, well, she does her volunteering as well. Um, yeah. Watching tonight, Jen, if you're watching, post up, say hello. Yeah, any, any other messages coming, Alex, before I move on? Um, here we go, yeah, loads, mate. Uh, loads, loads, loads. I'm gonna go back and read them right now. Angie Rosha is watching. Angie, are you safe and well now? Been watching your posts, as has Carly. Um, good to know if you are 100% again. Let us know. Post up. Um, here we go. God, Bennett, so many people. Wow, this is amazing. Um, Paul Davis, I left on my own accord. And although I've had a few jobs since, I agree the skills I obtained from working as cabin crew, Virgin, have stayed with me. And the only thing stopping you from doing what you want is yourself. Have the confidence and take a punt on you. There's plenty of support if you need it. That's the thing. There never has been more support than there is now. When I was yeah. working with Virgin Startup as a delivery partner for them, you know, if I'd have had that support available when I started my first business 10 years Sorry, ago, mate. it would have been a lot easier because you've got people to literally handhold you through the whole process, you know, to have a mentor to guide you through that first six months, 12 months of your business is absolutely invaluable. Um, Ali Tusker Murphy there's says... One thing, there's one thing that Paul Davis hasn't taken away I would say from Virgin, which he should have done, was like the grooming part of it. Because I've seen <laughs> pictures of him lately, and I tell you what, he'd give Grizzly Adams a run for his money. <laughs> I thought you were going to say uh, the um, the bar cart was what he should have uh, taken with him when he left Virgin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we like we like Paul. He's a regular. The high value, uh, anyway. Um, he is a regular. <laughs> Molly Pugh services at the heart of everything. Um, Ali Tasker Murphy, someone said to me once, visualize where you want to be and work backwards each step that will get you there. Cruise skills transfer as much. Yeah, do you know yeah. what? For me, every time I speak to anybody with regards to 
um, you know, launching their own business is, is literally that, you know, visualize your end goal and just reverse engineer that process, you know, break it down into the manageable chunks. What do you need to do? You know, every day do one thing that will move you closer to your goal. And that could be as simple as contacting someone on LinkedIn, picking up the phone, uh, looking online for job vacancies, you know, every day do, do one thing. Uh, Will Mayer, the Virgin name gets you far. I still mention it today. It's the most engaged company I've been part of. Gary Adams is watching. Wow. Always remember Five Night, five night Miami's with Gary Adams. Uh, Paul Wickings, guys, do you think with the latest government extension of furlough that Virgin will put off redundancies until later in the year? Surely it will cost Virgin more to make thousands redundant than it will to keep them on furlough until say October. Just wondering your opinions. Yeah, that's, that's, an, that's an interesting point. Um, I don't think that, that, again, I'm no expert, so please, please don't quote me these your own uh, thoughts and feelings. Um, I think with Virgin, it's not the wages because uh, they're being paid by somebody else. We're still paying massive, I say we, any, any island are still, are still paying massive leases on these aircraft, especially when you've got a fleet of new, brand new A350s, 787s. Uh, companies like Boeing and Airbus aren't reducing their, their leases. And aircrafts don't make money on the ground. And they're still being paid. So that, that's where Virgin and other airlines are, lo are losing their money. A few of them are making money on, on cargo, but not enough, probably, even to pay the lease. So I think they'll, they'll continue on the track that they're doing now because yeah. uh, they've got a plan and, and that's what they're going to be sticking to. Uh, I don't think it'll be any different from what they've uh, put out there for everybody to see at the moment. No, I, I think, you know, the plan was conceived long ago. They've dusted off the plan. They've yeah. made it through weeks. You know, this is the plan they had in 2001, 2009, yeah. and it's dusted off and reconfigured for this, you know, new world. Um, Ali Tuscan Murphy says, I got quite far in my new career quickly, purely because I could stand in a room and talk to anyone. Networking skills because of night flights on Virgin, talking to anyone who walked in the galley. Um, Emma Walker is watching. How are you doing, Emma? Um, Will Mayer, LinkedIn is the way forward. Um, Michelle Alexander-Jameson is watching. Lucy Wilding is watching. Uh, Karen Hunter, another blast from the Scottish past. Guys, thank you so much for doing this session with us. It's been inspirational. I panicked at first when all this was kicking off. The fear of losing my comfort blanket and doing a job I love for the last 22 years to suddenly, at 46, have to start from scratch and find a new career. Yeah. Totally terrified a few weeks ago, but now looking at it in a whole new light and feeling excited yeah. about a new career path. I've even considered the police. I think it's about attitude. You can see this as scary or see it as a fresh start. And whatever happens over the next month, I'm not scared anymore. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah, and do you yeah. know what we know? Ed yeah. Boys in Australia is a policeman. Andy Blackburn, who you probably remember as well, is a really good friend of mine still. Um, we still meet up twice a year for dinner with our with our wives. Um, he's a policeman. Um, trying to think a few others as well, but yeah, that's a lovely post actually. Thanks a lot, Karen. Lovely, lovely to hear from you. Still remember your first trip to to LA when you were sunbathing around the pool in uh, Marina Del Rey. Um, <laughs> Belinda Clay, recognizing the skill set you have. Why, Belinda? Why? You didn't know the American rules with, when it came to sunbathing. What you could, what you could, and what you couldn't take off. <laughs> yeah. Never forget yeah. that. Oh, um, yeah. Bell Clay, how you doing, Bell? Uh, Recognising the skill set you've gleaned as crew is the hardest part. I know I have them, but articulating it I find difficult. You shouldn't. You are a very confident 
lady, and you should articulate that immediately. Well, absolutely. Um, Jacqueline Campbell's watching. Brilliant. Howard, Howard Branch. How you doing, Howie? I left 18 years ago and ended up working for a hair and beauty company at a risk and compliance auditor. I've been lucky and still have the opportunity to travel. The skills I gained at Virgin are definitely transferable. Um, Emma Clark is watching. Rebecca Words, Tom Dobson, Angela Gardner, Sarah Marsh, Don Ray. Um, Ali Tuscan Murphy says, I massively used to underrate, underestimate myself when I was crew. Um, but then to claim me too, change the narrative. Um, Wendy Branch, I can't agree with Simon enough. Really? Oh, yeah. In touch with people to open up other opportunities. Yeah, you know, your network is your net worth. It's a well worn phrase, but I 100% wholeheartedly agree with that. That is the biggest lesson I've probably learned, I think. Michelle Rose, how you doing, is watching. Claire Hitchcock, I remember in the 90s, a cabin crew member having a side business selling bespoke gold clubs. Uh, Sarah Louise Buck is watching. Kelly Senior is watching. Nikki McKenzie is watching. Nikki, what is your latest uh, 5K time? How close am I to you? Martin Lidden is watching. Karen Hunter, Alex, stop it. Sorry. Um, Jenna Louise McCrossin. <laughs> Nikki McKenzie. Hi, Alex. Easy to say, but Virgin opens many doors for you. I still miss it. 100%. I, I, still, I still miss yeah. it. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's not easy it. to say. It's not easy to say at all, is it? It's, it's anything but easy. It's like, you know, it's... Uh, I, know, I know words, like, coming out of our mouths now sound easy, but the, it's, it's not. We've experienced it, and we've been there, and it's... I know, I know, like, we've got to a place now where it's all right. But, like, you might think that the words that we're saying are easy to say. Well, I don't know. And maybe it's the odd, but they're not. They come from a place where it wasn't easy at the time. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's up. yeah, it is now, but it wasn't then. And we're, all we're trying to do is just to tell you that there is hope and there is opportunity out there. And uh, we did... We, all of us have like hit like uh, like 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 doors and had doors and pies and old faces and stuff and and we've seen dark times but it's 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 a struggle but you'll get there you've got you'll get there you'll get there so yeah, you've got to move forward move yeah. forward yeah, you've well, just well, got to keep well, moving you forward. do like Sai says just just move forward don't stand still if you stand still the world the world's spinning on its axis so in theory you're moving backwards um, yeah. I always if, agree with that. In one. fact, Alex, Alex, one of the you mentioned uh, Ali Murphy there. Um, amazing story. She really, really took a while to step out, but um, she's pretty much a BAFTA-winning voiceover artist now for talk, talk, talking books. But it took her a long while to do it, and she's doing fantastically. That's fine. Uh, that Alex, I've been to do a whole Ali show Murphy's on you. voice is amazing. Yeah, Murphy. Yeah, honestly, it's um, amazing. And also Emily Jenkins, if you're watching. Um, if redundancies do come around, especially my house, all it means for you is your rent goes up a hundred pounds uh, a month. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> Love it. Um, Jenny Peters, that's a great emoji that you've put there. Um, Nikki McKenzie, 20 minutes 05 for the 5K. Get the hell out of here. That is ridiculous. That's um, slow enough. God, I thought mine was pretty good at 21.12. Killing me. Killing me. And I love those pictures of Nikki in her cave woman outfit, which she holds a Guinness World Record for, can I tell everybody, for running a marathon 
dressed as a cave woman. Correct me if I'm wrong, Nikki, but you have a Guinness World Record for that. And you did that during, uh, you also did it during uh, lockdown recently in, in your area, did like a, some kind of street race or running club race. I remember seeing that as well, like so many times around the block. That, that time is insane. Uh, Kelly Kiewick is watching as well. Martin Lidden says, if you live 20 miles from London, contact me on LinkedIn and practical contact me. Ooh. Who's that to, all of us or anyone? <laughs> That's just to say. <laughs> you, you, Does he you want to see me in a cave woman outfit? Bunga, bunga, bunga. He wants his money. Captain Caveman. <laughs> Captain Caveman. Um, yeah, and I'm sure there's other comments, but Trev, carry on. I'll have a look for some more. Yeah, um... I'm j I, well, I'm I'm just wondering because I say we're we're sort of just going over now, even though we had the uh, late start. Um, pretty much. As I said before, this these were sort of emergency episodes. Originally, when I started the idea, I started this channel. Firstly, I wasn't could present. I'm not a presenter. Um, but with COVID nineteen, uh, we couldn't get in a, in a studio, a studio. So I've had to sort of end up doing this uh, uh, myself and with these two excellent guys here. Um, but hopefully, this is just the start. If if you go to podcasts, we've got a few podcasts up there now. Um, again, time overtook me. We we're going to have a slow uh, start for this, uh, but these episodes are specials. If you let us know what you would like to sort of uh, talk about, uh, if you just go to uh, hello you at notjustcrew.me, it sort of rhymes if you say it a few, a few times, uh, or get in contact, get in contact with any of us on uh, on, on uh, Facebook, um, because this is quite an interesting industry we live in. Uh, the people, what we do, where 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 we've been. Uh, and the type of people you come out with after you've left this industry. Um, many people come into this industry, they've only ever lived in the same towns, and all of a sudden they come into uh, uh, a very small space, work with people from all different areas, all different social backgrounds, and all over the country. So we are interested in, in what, what you're doing. Uh, and let us know um, what you're going to do, what your ideas are about redundancy. Uh, and that includes me, as I said, I said a couple of times, you know, my, my job's not safe. And so I have no, no idea. Dude. You haven't told anybody you've been volunteering. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's now that has been, well, I wouldn't say it's been good fun. It's been really interesting. I had a really, really good placement. I'm working with people from Ryanair, uh, uh, BA, uh, EasyJet, lots of EasyJet people. Tell them what you've been doing. Yeah. Well, it was for, um, it was for Watford General Hospital, but I got the best placement ever right next door at Watford Football Ground, looking after their, um, uh, their executive boxes, looking after all the clinical staff as they come in, and people who do your job, Si. Um, I think word has got round about you down south, actually. Because um, yeah. I said around. to Wombler, I said, do you know Simon? I'm not getting a refund. Yeah. <laughs> big word got round, don't you mean smell? Yeah, well, no, I, I was walking, I, I said, do you know Simon? And he just walked off. Yeah. So I, I don't he, know. he sold me a Von Dutch hat in 1998. <laughs> <laughs> bon I remember them baseball no. So, uh, but no, no, the, the volunteering has been very, very interesting. I, I feel like um, I've hopefully done my bit. I did volunteer for those Nightingale hospitals, but that, they, were never, they were never used. Second wave, oh, mate. Well, that's good. Yeah, good be. It's good. Yeah, yeah no, I'm glad. They were there as a back, back up. Yeah. Mother news, mate. 
Yeah, no, no, they, that is a very, of course, that's a very good, very good thing. But uh, no, no, um, it's called, uh, if anyone wants to do it, they still need people. It's called Project Wingman. Uh, you can contact them at, at Wingman uh, on, on Twitter. Uh, cabin crew, uh, all different airlines, uh, and, and uh, you'll, ha you'll have fun doing it as well. Honestly, you, you'll get no complaints about we've run out of beef. They're just really happy to be uh, uh, cabin crew there. I'll tell you what you touched on it there a second ago, Trevor. It's quite it's quite good. It was a good little thing that it's like you know when you like you'd get like a shrinking violet to come and work for Virgin. Yeah. And obviously recruitment, like they would see something in an individual, obviously to bring them on board. And then like obviously you're doing your training, and then you'd like you just you discover on your training there's this this quiet little individual, you know, male, female, whatever. And then, like, within, like, five or six years, they'd be the biggest character, wouldn't they? That you'd, that yeah, you'd yeah, ever yeah. seen or whatever, you know what I mean? They'd, like, yeah. really, like, come out into their own. It was, like, it's like it became a platform for, like, individuals to, like, absolutely flourish and, and just, like, succeed and become the best person that they, could, that they ever wanted to be or, like, you know, it's, it's, just, such, it's just such a good platform. For like uh, for people to grow as 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 human beings, absolutely yes, human yes. beings who have to do SEP every year. Do you know what? That was probably <laughs> that was probably the biggest factor in actually pushing me over the edge and yeah. deciding to take um, redundancy. Yeah. Was that? I agree. One of mine. That was one of mine as well. Yeah. Was it? Every year, get accused of cheating in SEP. Yeah. Um, eventually uh, kicked out. Uh, just a few comments. Uh, your yeah. daughter is watching, by the way, Trev. Emily Dean oh. is watching. Um, Angela Lawson, how are you doing? Hi, guys. Great to hear all your thoughts. Nathan Ruddle is watching. Uh, Ali Murphy, I left during the last volunteer redundancies and it was the best thing I ever did. I followed a passion, have grown and changed, and am now a full fare upper class passenger occasionally. Yeah, she is. She is. Use the time to research what you want to do, where your passions lie, and how you can turn that into a career. This horrible situation could be an amazing opportunity. I think we've got the next guest on the show, haven't we, Trev? Yeah, the yeah. thing is, Ali doesn't know it yet, and she's done a wonderful um, voiceover for us already. But yeah. I, didn't, I didn't want to spoil that. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm good well at done, Ali. I'll be in touch. Uh, Stephen Smith is watching. Ben Ward. Um, Hi, Ben. Then I did Alex's roadmap at the beginning of the year. That was very helpful looking back. I'm equally bricking it, but equally excited at the prospect of redundancy. CV done and actively looking for work. Um, yeah, every year I just do this roadmap for, for everybody. It's like 100 questions um, on, it's basically goal setting exercise for what you are and want, want to achieve out of your, out of your year. And um, mine has been, you know, like, like any journey, it's never in a straight line, is it? The best journeys are always moving left and right and all over the yeah. place. But I'm glad that was of use, Ben. Appreciated. Uh, Jenna Louise McCrossin is watching. Anthony Mason is watching. Um, I think that I've literally gone back until right to the beginning. Um, let's have a quick look, a few more. Belinda Clay, this is helping change the narrative. And I think you guys have really helped inspire because it reminds them of how many facets it takes to operate as crew. Well done and great to see you all. Martin Lydon, that sweet crew, sorry, driving. <laughs> He's had more to drink than... Um, I know. Um, Nikki McKenzie, look at the beauty hair industry. I retrained eight years ago, starting from scratch and have built a part-time business, 30 grand a year, hairdressing. Well done, you. That's not the same for you, Trev. <laughs> That's it. What, my blue Yeti? 
<laughs> Lovely, creative job and chat all day when not in lockdown. Happy to help and guide, not just an overnight solution. Do they still give hair lessons at Virgin's? Clearly not looking at Trev. Listen, nothing. You called him a tennis ball head last week. Let's yell it up on the screen. I've got proper gutter this week. Yeah. You shaved, uh, shaved the goatee off, mate. Uh, you have. Oh, it was annoying us. Oh. It was annoying us. Uh, Listen, all this, you're not supposed to be touching your face. And yeah. that's all I was ever doing, touching my bloody face. That's what the wife said. Zippy used to do that. I didn't know if I didn't know if oh, you took me lying there. Uh, you took me lying, Jesus. I can't believe it. Boom, boom. Uh, yeah, listen. Um, what Trev just said as well. Post up, everybody. There's so many of you on this call, um, and has been since we started. Post up what you would like us to talk about. So Trev started this podcast. I've got a podcast group. A number of you know started it literally six weeks ago called Podpreneur. Um, literally helping people. Um, create, start, grow a podcast from scratch just as you know, a free resource to do because that's what I do now uh, for different brands is create podcasts for them, be they a uh, fitness brand, be they uh, an iced coffee brand, whatever. So I just thought I would do it for free. And in like, the last four weeks, I've had uh, four people launch podcasts from scratch, Trev being one of them. Another two people are launching them uh, this week. And what Trev would love to do for, for every episode is chat to somebody who used to be crew for any airline and is left to go on to do something else. And it's just a really interesting story. So we'd love to know um, what else you'd like us. Today we decided to, to bring the redundancy question into, into the theatre here, so to speak, to kind of boot that around um, and talk about it. Um, we'd love to know what else you'd like us to talk about, like subject-wise. Um, we've had people watching this. This is episode four or five, I think. Well, um, there's, I've done a few solo episodes uh, as well. Um, but for, 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 out for this group, for the Blue Yeti group, uh, it, it's about number four. Yeah. And we've had like over the one we did with Sai, after three days, it had over like 250 views or something insane from a maximum. Yeah, the one, the one with Matt was pretty good as well. Uh, that? Oh, dear old Matt. Matt. That was great. That was a really good episode. Jen's had nearly 200. She's like 198 views yeah. or something like that, that episode. And that's only 500 people in the group. So that's, nearly, that's 40, 50% of people in the group watching it. So um, literally comment on this post might be easy. Or maybe you do a poll in, in the Facebook group and just give people a few options is often easier. I'll find yeah. if you do yeah. a poll and say, what would you like, what, what would you like us to discuss? And, and clearly this is evolving, you know, um, I, I don't know what information Virgin have given you so far and what other airlines have, have given their staff as to, you know, what information is already out there. Are there options on the table, for example? Because this is going to evolve just like it did when me and Cy went and let's say when Nikki went, um, when Jenny went, <coughs> et cetera, et cetera. Well, yeah. well, I mean, I know like we've had, there's been something come through today that was a, was a, a, a positive nature. But obviously I can't like, you know, Go down that route. Not my, not my, not my you're, thing. You're teasing us, though. But anyway, all right, okay. <laughs> I can see we don't want to talk about. Um, <laughs> now, Alex, just add on to you. It's not always just crew who have um, left Virgin. It's people who are still doing it. Uh, like, like Jen, for example, last week, she still works part-time crew and part-time studying to be a doctor. It's amazing. Uh, and again, one of the reasons I did it is... Coming on board, you'd be chatting to somebody. Uh, I met a, I interviewed a fantastic uh, girl a couple of weeks ago who's, um, she, she flies to Delhi 
and gets off the aircraft when we're all sleeping and ha having a kingfisher and she goes straight to the recording studio um you know singing she's putting the album together um what? so yeah, not, not not just crew what the idea about it is we're not just crew we we, we do other things but i know i've met some amazing amazing people well, why is she doing that over in delhi uh well i think she was she was born in, she was born in delhi but uh recording studios recording studio so she wasn't was english um no but it doesn't matter <laughs> it, well, it doesn't matter but it, it's not just that the, no because the recording studios are cheaper in delhi and if you know the people out there you can get your studio time um yeah, yeah she, she's not a bollywood singer but if you like it so she's uh you know she, well, she she's good. one to watch put it that way one to was watch good? uh yeah yeah i like her stuff yeah see that is mental isn't it it's like yeah. I'm going to, what you do what you do when you get off the flight are you are you getting your head up? No, I'm going to a recording studio. You yeah. think someone was pulling your leg? It's like, yeah, yeah. Well, you, no, can't yeah. wait, just come to the bar, man. Yeah, well, if you, if you, if you, I mean, even going back when we joined, if you looked at some of our, um, I think they were called I, IFSs then, uh, we know who you talk about it, that they used to do all extra work on TV, script writers. Um, so, no, there's amazing, amazing talent out there. You know, uh, actors, uh, you, you know, I mentioned Ali uh, earlier. Uh, does voiceovers, award-winning voiceovers at that as well. So it's amazing. That's what it's called, not just crew. You, you, you're, more, yeah. you're more than that. Um, I had an idea how I was going to evolve this. Um, I've got the same goal, but it looks like we're going down a completely different path than the one I planned. But but the end life goal is, is often that way. Trev, life is often that way, my friend. It is. It yeah. is. So as long um, as you but, ultimately keep that yeah. ultimate goal in sight, like I say, it ain't going to be A to B in a straight line. It no. might. Be no, uh, but if you get to the same goal anyway, but no, it's I say it's just one of those things, and, and I enjoyed doing these our, our little chats. Considering oh, um, Alex is in Paul, Simon's yeah. in, in in the northeast, and it's it's amazing. In the south, uh, I'm so used to Zoom, it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So, uh, the technology uh, we can do Zoom call and stream it into a Facebook group. How does yeah, that work? I know, I know. I know. So, so many thanks for every, everyone for uh, watching and and uh, and taking part in this. It's, it's been good fun. We'll try and do something probably similar next week. Uh, not sure of the subject yet, but we'll have to uh, get Ali uh, Murphy on. Ali Murphy, it yeah, could be. Right. Ali, if you're still watching, what are you doing next Tuesday? Have a glass of wine ready. Uh, and although the show normally starts at seven, be there at half six. It usually goes on to about ten at night in the green room afterwards. Jen Parker will know what we're talking about, as will Matt Dockery. I reckon Jenny Peters will be good. Uh, oh, Jen. Oh, Jen. Yeah, let's have Jen Peters on. Brilliant. I've seen her for ages. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have. Been awesome. Yeah, send us some love. <laughs> send love to hearts playing up on the emojis. Sorry, right, Martin Lydon, I'm going to give the final word to Martin Lydon. Oh, okay. He says, right, I've stopped. Get in touch through LinkedIn. There is an opportunity for crew to move on to. We'll be happy to push you in the right direction. Spelling okay now. <laughs> Thank you, Martin. Thank you, Martin. <laughs> Take care. All right, we'll, yeah. we'll wrap this up and hopefully see some of you next week. Not sure what we're going to talk about, uh, but keep any posts coming in and we'll try and do something. Thank you all. Thank you all very much. Love you all. Love you all. Love you all.
any stories you'd like to contribute to our podcasts for future episodes, please contact us at hello you at notjustcrew.me. Thank you.